When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, baseball family, to another episode of the Baseball Together podcast. This week, all of the current events are wrapped up into an ALCS-NLCS recap and a preview of the World Series, which is happening now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Baseball family, welcome back. As I said a minute ago, we are going to dive right in to recapping the ALCS and NLCS from this wild and crazy 2020. And Brad, the championship series, don't you think were just as crazy as this season has gone? Uh, Yeah, I think it was they were pretty much a microcosm of everything that's happened this season, Um, except for the fact that the season was extra fast, but those series were like extra long which is you know exactly what we're looking for exactly what we want this time of year so i was okay with it but man i thought i mean we'll get into it in a little bit but just to sum up some of my thoughts right now i honestly thought that the dodgers were dead to rights just gonna say it (laughs) how could (laughs) how could you not yeah yeah, i'm sure i wasn't the only one but man i mean do we should we start with the nlcs yes let's start with the nlcs do it okay so for those of you living under a rock, <laughs> like me, I'll, I'll admit that. I fit that category right now, and it's okay. The, uh, it went to, the NLCS went to seven games, mm-hmm. which was shocking. Mm-hmm. And the Braves won the first two, Dodgers won game three, then the Braves won game four, Dodgers won game five. Then the Dodgers came back and won game six and seven as well. Mm-hmm. So, rut row in yeah. Atlanta. Well, the Braves join an elite, elite <laughs> club of teams that have blown a three-one, a three-one lead. Um, recently, we had the the Indians who did it in 2016. They blew a three-one lead in the World Series, um, and the Indians, yep. by the way, their social media team has embraced that. Have you seen that? Yes, where they welcomed the two 2020 Atlanta Braves to the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there was somebody who responded and said, "I believe the the Golden State Warriors are bringing treats this week," and the Indian said, "Actually, it's our turn." <laughs> I thought that was pretty good, like fully embracing it. You know, we're not the only ones, and you know, welcome to the club, Atlanta Braves. And man, and you know what? Honestly, I think the whole thing. It just comes down to experience. Those that Braves team was so young. Oh like, yeah, they got run out of the playoffs last year by the Cardinals, which was like young team in the playoffs again, right? And then this year yep. they get to the they get to the league league championship series against a team that has been there. I mean, this is their third time going to the World Series in four years, so they've been to the championship series. Every yeah, one of those guys has. Yeah. So, you know, it's experience won out that they felt like they were never out of it and they just kept fighting. What was interesting to me though, because 
everybody on paper, us included, said that the Dodgers were this unstoppable force. And then we get to the three and one situation, and we're all like, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to do anymore, right? I don't know how to feel about this. Mm-hmm. And I think some belief systems were shaken in the fan bases a little bit. It's okay to admit that. And uh, but what's what's interesting is that now in retrospect we're seeing well LA won and super duh we all knew that would happen but I want to tell you that only two of those games were save scenarios right oh yeah game what was you it? know game, what I mean game like three it was when, it was game two tires and game six. Well, oh, yeah, well, game three was, was crazy. <laughs> yeah, when the Dodgers came out and scored 11 runs in the first inning, and it was like, okay, this game's over. Let's move on to game four now. Let's see what happens, you know? Right. And, yes. You know, and, and good for the Braves. They bounced back after getting run out of, run out of the stadium, and and they, they won game four and went up 3-1. But really, I feel like the whole thing, I mean, it really did. Like, game seven was an amazing baseball game. Start to finish. It was a battle. You know, the Braves had the lead. Dodgers tied it up. Braves got the lead. Dodgers tied it up, took the lead, and won the game. But there were a couple things that the Braves did that really just, like, they kind of buried them. You know, there were there was a couple of momentum-changing things. Like, there was that whole, the yeah. whole situation where I believe it was Dansby Swanson who was running home on contact. Yeah. And he got in, like, it was, it was like a... I think it was Swanson. It was like a... It was like a want to say it was a four four two six five put out i don't know anyway but it ended up with justin turner diving to tag him on the foot (laughs) and then and then they made a they made an out with Corey seager making another tag on at third base you know so you've got that which really killed things because they had runners on second and third and then you end up with two outs and runner on first yeah you know that really kills everything and that could have been the big momentum shift in the in the game well, so all of my Braves fans, um, they're reaching out to me and they're like, so base running's important, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to know I'm how to like, do it. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, me tell you, let me tell you something real quick about how important it is to know what's going on in the bases. So I am a slow runner, always have been a slow runner, and like, you know, catchers are notoriously slow runners in, in the game of baseball. So it yeah. was never expected of me to be very fast. Um, but I figured I could make up for a lack of speed by knowing the situation, knowing exactly what's happening on the base paths and outsmarting the defense a little bit. And right. um, on my high school team, I actually got put in a few times as a pinch runner because of that. Whoa. You know, and I was like, I was shocked every single time, to be honest with you. Like <laughs> every, every time a coach was like, was like corner over grab a helmet go out on first base i'm like you sure like he's way <laughs> faster than i am you know <laughs> so so there there is something to be yeah. said with with smart base running and if you're just i mean i understand you've got the contact play on but at the same time you've got to read the read the situation and know what's going can on I, uh, so can i do it can i say it can i say my favorite line say it Check out the big brain on Brad. <laughs> That's one of my for those of you who've been listening for this <laughs> ever. <laughs> Except usually it's used in my house as like sarcasm. Typically, I'll say something stupid and I'll hear that. I'll hear, "Look at the big brain on Brad." 
it's co-located with your with your nerd voice. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 the nerd. Yes, calculations. <laughs> that's that's the one. Yeah, yep, that is the one. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the series. The, so back to the NLCS. It was. Um, it, was it heartbreaking for you? That's the real question. Like, are we going to call it heartbreaking or something um, else? What do you think? Honestly, like that series was, I didn't really care who won. I mean, if I was a Braves fan, yes, I would be absolutely heartbroken. 100%. Because you, yeah. like I said, you go up three, one, you have, you have three chances to win. You know, they had games five, six and seven to close it out, but they couldn't do it. It's like, what's going yeah. on? Who is it? Is it the front office? Because we know how much of a role the front office has in every decision that's made in the game now. Is it the Apparently. manager not making good in-game decisions? Are the players, you know, like, was the moment too big for them? You know, I feel like I would have a lot of questions as a Braves fan going forward, you know, and, and maybe you just chalk it up, like I said, to inexperience in the, in the moment. And the Dodgers were more experienced. They won the game with defense and timely hitting. I mean, that Cody Bellinger home run last night, I mean, in game oh, seven, man. that was oh, unreal. Yeah. It's one of those ones where it was quiet enough at Globe Life that you heard it and knew it was gone <laughs> immediately. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, there were fans there and everything, well, which is awesome. But at the same time, it was still quiet enough that you heard it. It's like, oh, yeah, Dodgers are up 4-3, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and the, the so, but we can't we can't go without speaking on Mookie Betts as well and his just right. crazy, incredible defensive performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so the guy the guy's a freak. He just is a freak. He is. <laughs> I mean, he, he robbed extra bases at the wall. He robbed a home run, yep. and you yep. watch those in replay, and it's like, and he flinches so hard when he's about to hit the wall. That it's almost like like it's a good thing he knows exactly where that ball's coming down, or there's no chance he's catching it because his eyes are closed. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> None of that watching the ball into the mitt because he's bracing for impact. But yeah, you got to respect that. That's hardcore yeah, for real. Um, but, yeah, it, it's like I said, good defense, timely hitting for the Dodgers. That it, yeah, it's it's gonna win win for you every time. It I don't know. It's yep. And then, I mean, experience, too, because you've got to be able to come through in those moments. I mean, Corey Seager. Let's talk about Corey Seager for a minute. Yeah, let's. So, so me being a Mariners fan, I'm a big fan of Corey's brother. Uh, Corey's brother. Yes, Kyle. Yes, Kyle. his own <laughs> nickname, Kyle Seager. Yeah, but that's no, the best. Corey Seager's an amazing, amazing player. And he's still young, too. Yeah. I cannot believe how good he is when he's so young. Five home runs in the series. Yep. I mean, five is, home runs in seven games. Mm-hmm. And what? Two and one? Two and one game? I think so. And he's with a three ten through the series uh, mm-hmm. batting average, and that puts what is that? His OPS came to one point two three zero, just in that series. So that's pretty great. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. great. That is, if I'm not reading this line wrong, that's the best on the team for OPS through that series. By the way, well, team average be. is at 850 of OPS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that's that's something else. Well, and best slugging too, actually. 
there's something else with Corey Seager too, is that he's a guy who's about a year removed from Tommy John surgery as you a shortstop. So? That he he already Do had. We know Tommy that, John or surgery. are we assuming he, it? No, he did have it. Oh, he, he missed, did. I thought you were. Oh, I didn't oh. know he already had it. Where, oh where no, was I'm not I? projecting. I'm I'm not projecting. I don't know. Okay. But, but he did. <laughs> he will have Tommy John surgery. In, no, <laughs> I was like, check out that big brain on Brad. <laughs> it's like, what do you like calculations? Um, but no, seriously, he he missed a season because of Tommy John surgery, and now he's oh, coming yeah, back okay. and he's playing. He's playing this way. He's, I, I mean, like I said, he, he's a position player. He he's not throwing as violently as a pitcher is, and he's at shortstop where he's sure. still throwing hard. But I mean, he had. I don't feel like he's missed a step defensively. He's upticked offensively, and he's become an all-around player. And I mean, the fact that they groomed him, they drafted him, and groomed him in their farm system. I hope they can re-sign him for their sake. Yeah, because he's going to be due a bunch of money here in a few years. Well, he's only twenty-six. This is twenty-six-year-old season. Yeah. Yeah, that, like he's already has two silver sluggers, and he's two-time All-Star. He's Rookie of the Year. And this is uh, his sixth, if we're counting this as a full season, which we are, this is number six. Yeah, so he well, should be coming up on... And change, but... Well... Arbitration, well, right? It's coming. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's actually signed through this year. Okay. He's arbit- arbitration eligible next year and be a free agent in 2022. Oh. Okay. Well, good for them. And guess, guess who his agent is? Tell, tell me it's... Uh, Tell me it's Trevor Bauer's agent. Um, I, for his sake, I wish What's it was. What's her name? Rachel Luba. Yeah, no, there you go. He's got um, Scotty B. Scott no, Morris I just is representing. didn't need Corey his Seager. name on this show, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's going to be disrupting the market in 2022. And, yeah. Um, and causing a scene. I mean, if he keeps up, if he keeps up even at this rate, but if he continues on the trajectory, he's going to get a bunch of money and it probably won't be in LA because they don't pay that kind of money, but they so. can because LA's entire salary. <laughs> well, they're not, they're not really paying it. I mean, they're paying Mookie bets. They extended him, which yeah. Bravo. That's a, that's a smart move. They're Clayton Kershaw. You know he's due a bunch of money, and I mean I'm I want to actually check when Kershaw's uh, contract is up because yeah that's a good question that's a pretty big deal. It is a huge deal whether or not they will be able to um, resign him. So well, and if um, they win the World Series this year, then their market value is going to just skyrocket, and it won't oh, be short lived either because it's been building. No, I mean the team. I the the team's oh, market yeah. value is already enormous, but winning the World Series after years and years and years of getting close, mm-hmm. um, and the, and the, or losing, you know, in the World Series, this is mm-hmm. this. If they do it this year, it'll be the little shove over the edge they've needed for a, for a little bit. It will. So, luckily for the Dodgers, you ready for this? Clayton Kershaw's contract is up in twenty twenty one. So, so he will either I don't think he'll retire. I mean he's only thirty two right now. Um yeah. I think I think he'll come back on one more deal, team friendly. Um I think 
here I am projecting. I think he'll finish his his career as a Dodger, um, yeah. on a team friendly deal. You know, drop down in the rotation like like he has because they've got some stud arms on that team. By the way, yeah. holy smokes! Oh yeah. Um, I mean, he could be the number four starter come twenty twenty two if he's still around. Yeah, you're right. It's true. <laughs> so, so I mean, and and for him, like, why not? Why not stick around with yeah. that kind of deal and yeah, I mean, that would be a pretty good deal. I, I don't think. know. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. But, but I don't. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's go ahead with the yeah. ALCS. That's what I was just gonna say. Let's go to the ALDS really quick and talk about the, the glorious, I know, wonderful resolution to this absolute tragedy that has been mm. per, that has been allowed to persist. Really, is what it is, Brad. Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect way to describe it. And here's the thing, <laughs> is that, I mean, we, we figured the Astros, as soon as they played a good team, they would lose. And yes, like we said, experience came through for the Astros yeah. in the ALCS, but it didn't win yeah. out because they weren't the better team. They were not. Right? Like, I feel like experience won games four through six for the Astros, but game seven was one off talent by the race. Yeah. And you Which, know what? I, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, it's interesting. If you compare their lines, like just take the team averages with batting, uh, on base percentage, OPS slugging, etc. On paper, the Astros were the better team, mm-hmm. but they weren't the better team. You know what I mean? Like not right, only yeah. in resolution, but in but in team dynamics and character and all this other stuff. It's that X factor that we keep talking about, Brad. It's, it's true. the intangibles that that matter that don't that you can't put in a box score that don't make sense on on statistics. Well, and and I I'll give the Astros for one intangible. Carlos Correa, out of everybody, embraced the role of heel. Oh, you know, Jose sure. Altuve, who, Jose Altuve, I heard it say that he's kind of a kind of a timid guy. He wants people to like him. And from what I understand, all the vitriol this year, like sent his way, was really hard on him. That's part of the reason it looked like he kind of had the defensive yips in the ALCS. Mm. Um, huh. And you can, I feel like Alex Bregman's a guy who wants to be liked too, based on kind of his mannerisms this season, that he kept his yeah. mouth shut and his, you know, it's because his play wasn't up to what it had been the last couple of years. But Carlos Correa, right. he was just like, I don't care. You guys can hate me. I'll go out and play better. And he did. He played better all year. He, and he played And he played better in, throughout the playoffs. I mean, he had that big home run, threw his bat in the stands just about, and said, come and get it, you know? <laughs> yeah. But he, he was right. ready for it. That he was, yeah. he was the heartbeat of that team this playoff run. And I got to give him a lot of credit for that because that's not an easy role to play. No, it's not. And but but some of the very best in their craft in the history of any sport specifically, but also in art and things like that, like that villainous mentality, that sort of rogue anti-hero thing is is super mm-hmm. compelling and it's and it it really does go a long long way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mike Tyson, yeah. so if you talk about boxing, Mike Tyson was the same way. Right? He built his entire persona around that. And it worked. I, <laughs> and he was yeah, one of the best yeah, to yeah. ever, ever do it, ever. 
Well, and I mean, <clears throat> speaking of one of the best to ever do it, if not the best to ever do it, Michael Jordan did it. That he would make up reasons to like hate somebody. You That's know, right. I mean, his, his Hall of Fame speech, even, he brought the kid, he brought the guy who was the kid who got put on the varsity team over him in high school. Yeah. Just so he could be like, look at me now, you know? <laughs> Show him like, his face. Yeah. Yeah, that the, he he didn't carry a chip on his shoulder. He car- carried a boulder. It was all the time. And yeah, that he used that as motivation, that he was the greatest and greatest in the world at the time, that, you know, obviously nobody could stop him. But he still found the tiny little things to motivate him, and and yeah, that's what the that's what the greats do. And I guess, I mean, give credit to Carlos Correa because he did it. He sure did it, and he performed. Yeah. And we're not so. sitting here. I'm not. I'm certainly not asserting that Carlos Correa is one of the greatest of all time. No, 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 no absolutely not. This is the intangible. This is this is just evidence mm-hmm. of what it takes. And it's too bad that it takes that. Let's be honest. Yeah. Since this is a family-friendly show, I will just go ahead and tell you that I think it's too bad that that's what it requires to be the best, but it also is reality. So for all the kids listening out there, we hope you're not looking to be the villain in the scenario <laughs> because that's not worth it, but... Find your motivation. You're going to see that in your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, find yeah. your motivation, and that was his. That was his this year to, to step up his yeah. game and come back better. Um, let's talk about the Rays for a minute. Like, who oh, are yeah. these guys? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I couldn't even say Randy or Rosarina last week because I was like, who's this <laughs> rookie? And now he's the ALCS MVP. And yep. you know, every time he came up, like, yeah, here he is. Here's the guy who's going to hit a home run because he always does. But no, the, he's like, so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. I love. I love rookies who come up with the energy and they come up energy energized. That's part of the reason I'm such a big Kyle Lewis fan because he came up and he yeah. energized the clubhouse, energized the dugout, and did a lot for that team. Rookie of the year, by the way. Um, but yeah, a Rosarina, right. like he he led that team through the ALCS and he earned that MVP award. And it was amazing, absolutely amazing. Well, so. It is amazing, and let's just let's just do a quick recap. Game one, uh, Tampa Bay beat a, beat the Astros two to one. Game two, Tampa Bay won four to two. Game three, Tampa Bay won five to two. Then the wheels come off because game four, yeah. game five, yeah. and game six were all taken by Houston in a four three four three seven four respectively. And then mm-hmm. game seven, the rubber game, it came down to it. Tampa Bay won four to two. And mm-hmm. uh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> Look at those lines, though, and the pitching in that series. That's what absolutely, I was going to say. Absolutely unreal. And granted, the the Rays are not a good offensive team. They rely heavily on that pitching. But man, like that Rays pitching yep. is unreal. To slow down, it's terrifying. To slow down that Astros offense that. Kind of knocked around the A's, knocked around the Twins, who aren't great when it comes to pitching, but knocked them around. But I mean, they held them to three, respectable. eight, yeah. 11. Oh, wait, sorry. I'm looking at the wrong line there. Three. Please hold. I mean, they what scored you, what are you seven. What I'm, I was trying to look for. I was, I was trying to do some quick math, but I don't add well under pressure. 
So, I mean, the fact that they only <laughs> scored seven <laughs> runs at the most, and then they are held to one, two, two, three. Oops, one, two, two, four, four, and two in every other game. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Typically, you're going to win every one of those games in today's baseball. Right, with the run differential. You're talking about run differential. Well, I'm just I'm just talking about the number of runs that the Astros scored in all those in all those games. I mean, game six they scored seven. That was the outlier, but they didn't score more than four in any of the other games. And typically, right. if that's the case in today's baseball, you're going to win all six of those games. If you can hold your opponent to four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon if no, it's you not average five runs a game. You know, you're, you know, it's exactly right. So well, so the Tampa Bay's pitching the ERA just through the. ALCS was a 308. And that's not bad if you and if you took Shane uh McClanahan out of it with his 16.2 ERA <laughs> through the series it's it would go way down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it's pretty crazy. And you know what? I said it last year. I said this last year when the Rays had one of the top pitching staffs if not the top. I think the top pitching staff partway through the season and then in the 2019 season i gave a lot of that credit to mike zunino because that guy is a fantastic catcher he works well with pitchers he knows how to work with pitchers not great offensively even though he was like strangely very good in the alcs but his value comes (laughs) to managing pitching staffs managing innings like he's he's a quarterback behind the plate truly he's very very good back there He's like the Peyton Manning of catchers or something. I don't know. That's that he's not does very he, good offensively. So, does he bark his calls like that too? It sure looks like it sometimes. Just kidding. That was a terrible joke. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, he he is very confident like the like that though. He's not afraid. He's not afraid to go out and tell the pitcher right. what needs to be done. He's not afraid to bark at umpires. I mean, I've seen him right. get thrown out of the game several times for backing up his pitchers, and I'm like, kind of need you, but I get it. You know. <laughs> So right, so, whoops! Yeah, he's not... But thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but but no, I I feel like he's he's got a lot to do with that. I mean, I know you've got guys like like Blake Snell and Tyler Glass now who are incredible, but he's I think he's done a lot with the rest of that pitching staff to help those guys improve. I agree. You know what so. kills me about the Tampa's pitching staff is all of the sidearm and and uh, these non-traditional release points mm-hmm. and stuff like that every time i watch tampa bay i'm like wow this is this is a snapshot very likely a snapshot into the future of major league pitching where a staff a pitching staff is dominated by sub, submarine pitchers and sidearm pitchers and stuff and i know this is not terribly uncommon throughout the league right now but it's interesting to see it happen so much all at once on one team that is making a successful run Mm-hmm. Uh, up until now and with a dynamic staff and being very very effective well I, th- I think that the front office understands the value of having those guys in your bullpen because you can come in and have them get three get three outs for you and then they're good you know because it's yeah those deliveries they're typically guys who have had to change up their delivery because they're not great over the top so they've got to bring a yep. different look and so understanding the value of somebody who just just brings a different look like i i hand that to the rays the fact that they brought on multiple guys because usually you only see one sidearm or submarine guy in a right. bullpen. that's but right the fact, yeah that they two, have multiple two at the most 
Yeah. Yeah, and and at that right and left if you're going to do two just because then it's completely different. But yes. No, I I hand it to the to the race front office for understanding the value of that and for bringing it in because if you can like I said get one guy to come in throw one inning, get another guy to come in throw one inning. I mean, there's two bringing your closer, that's seven, eight, nine innings right there. Yeah, exactly. You know, and if you're starting to have the, six they have the starters to, that can do that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Pretty Especially well put together Tyler Glasnow. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I love watching Just that guy same. pitch. He's I do too. He's very he's great. He's awesome. I like him a lot. I do want to say something yeah. real quick though about Charlie Morton winning game seven for mm-hmm. the Rays. It was brought to our attention that, you know, we were we were dancing and celebrating via gifts in the Facebook group and somebody said you guys are celebrating a win for a guy who, by your definition, is a cheater, right? Because he was on the, the 2017 Astros team. So, right. you know, we could say that he was a cheater by not turning in the the off, basically not turning in the offense, you know, turning in the guys who right. were cheating. But, I mean, yeah. I've always hated the Astros, so anytime they lose, I'm happy. Be, like, I've hated them ever <laughs> since they came to the L West. I just want to get that out there. <laughs> The cheating yeah, or no do. cheating. I'm gonna I'm gonna celebrate like the wicked witch just died. So, so yeah. <laughs> ding dong. <laughs> That's what happens around here when the Astros lose. <laughs> but it's really funny. But it is it. So, but that's the kind of context that that is important, and and it's easy to lose sight of it. I mean, this is just another example of how of how baseball is. We always talk about how baseball is obsessed with its own history, but that mm-hmm. is selective. I mean, we we really are a very yes. casual group when it comes to what we do and don't like about the the doctrine. You know, it's like, well, that doesn't yep. work for me this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's easy to forget the greenies of the '60s and '70s, and then yeah, condemn exactly. the steroids, and then condemn the cheater. You know, so. Yeah, no, it's definitely it, it's, selective exactly based right. on who you are, who you cheer for, and what you want to remember. But yeah, what what history that's book why, isn't? Let's be real. Yeah, it, well, well said. <laughs> and with that, Brad has a special announcement for us, and then <laughs> we'll switch over, take a break, and go back to the talk about the World Series a little bit. I do. Baseball family, I'm excited to announce a new partnership that we have. We are affiliate partners with Booking.com. So we got the the holiday season coming up, and then after that, not long after that, it's going to be spring training. So book your trips on Booking.com. There's going to be a link down in the doobly-doo. Um, follow that link to go book your trips, your hotels, flights, rental cars, whatever you need to get for your next trip, your next vacation. Uh, follow that link, like I said, to Booking.com to book your next trip. And with that, we'll take a break. We'll be back with the World Series. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. So we're going to get into the World Series. Um, you know, I said at the beginning of the season there were a couple things I wanted to see this year, and the World Series was one of them because it meant we got through a successful season. And 
I feel like we did. We had two big COVID outbreaks across the league. You know, we had one in the one of the Eastern divisions, really, just with the Marlins, and one of the Central with the Cardinals, really. But other than that, Major League, Major League Baseball did a pretty darn good job of getting everybody th- through the season healthy and getting to the World Series, which is what matters. It's what we wanted to see. So I'm excited to be here. Um, and by here, I mean still in my house in Arizona, not <laughs> in Texas, where they're holding the World Series. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because... It's going to be at the neutral site at Globe Life Park where the Texas Rangers play. They were safe putting it there because the Rangers weren't going to make the World Series. And they had this great big stadium that they've got to introduce people to. And they're yeah. letting fans in. And it's going to be glorious. It's going to be an amazing event. Um, but one thing that's different from the uh, championship series into the World Series is there's actually going to be days off. It's not going to be seven days straight. And I think that will be good for both teams because I honestly, Brig. I thought with no days off in the ALCS, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Astros came back and won this. The Rays do not have a day to come back and like regroup. Yeah, a day, you know, a day off. Yeah, because I think if there had been a day off in the ALCS, that game would that series would have been over in six games. Could could have been. There were no days off. You know that they went seven, and then finally the Rays came through. But there's going to be days off, so it's going to be like a regularly scheduled World Series. Um, it, it's going to be good for both teams, and I think we'll get a better series because of it. I 100% agree with you, but I will also say that all of the series leading up to this that have had no breaks are better than they've ever been. It's true. Though, like, like you said, those were two of the best championship series we've ever seen, Yeah, at least that I can remember seeing. Like The fact that we had two Game 7s in one postseason. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it is amazing, truly. Um, but I, I think, I think I wouldn't be surprised if this went seven with this went seven games. No, um, me neither. and, and I think if it does, we'll have a better game seven because of the days off because, um, starting pitchers will be rested and we can see guys come in at the end of the game. Like yeah. we typically do with game seven, unless you're the Astros and you leave Garrett Cole out in the bullpen, but that's a whole different thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think we'll have more guys rested and we'll have a more competitive series. No, I 100% agree with that. And it's it's almost like you like you deserve it, right? Like I yeah. with the dynamic they yeah. created with the no games off, no games off, no games off. They they are deserving. Mm-hmm. And then it's yeah, it's like definitely. the reward. It it feels like the KBO the way they do it with the the seed system. Mm-hmm. It's like no, you don't mm-hmm. have to play. <laughs> right? You just Yeah. Yeah, the Mortal Kombat ladder. Yeah, exactly. Get, get some days off. Exactly. Get some rest. So this feels <laughs> this feels more authentic uh, competitively. It feels like a greater level of merit is at play. Um, and there's mm-hmm. less of that, like, and in boxing they call it, like, the puncher's chance, right? That lucky shot that yeah. you got. Yeah. You just happen to slip into the wrong jab or whatever, and now you're eating canvas. Yeah. But, it's like you don't have that situation <laughs> in the way that we've had this formatted, and that to me, that's the best. Mm-hmm. So how how yeah. is it possible? It is. Hold, let me ask you. I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep going, but I got to ask you okay. this question. No, go ahead. You're good. Did you think that 2020 would result in all of these like silver linings that we would that we would come away with this? just broken and bedraggled situation and then and then all like you said all the the two very serious covid situations and then 
how many games played and can we really go off win percentage and then here we are in the world series in 2020 <laughs> and we're like you know what there were some pretty good ideas <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like well, and with with when it all came down initially, I remember we were just like, I don't know about that. We were making fun of Rob Manfred. I mean, we were killing him. We were killing Rob Manfred. I still for, am for all of it. First of all, well, it goes without saying. Oh, speaking of which, real quick, so I did see on on Twitter the other day that Major League Baseball they did a, a hashtag free baseball on Twitter, and uh, if you tweet whatever with hashtag free baseball they will print that on batting practice balls during the world series oh cool so naturally <laughs> i tweeted fire manfred hashtag free baseball yes so, <laughs> hopefully that shows up somewhere <laughs> i think i think so. that the two candidates would be jared kizo and frank azira um how do you say his name azaria Frank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Thank you. And Bill Murray. Those are the candidates that I have as I does if I shortlisted three potential better commissioners. That that's who I'd want. <laughs> <laughs> They're all actors. I don't actors. know about Kiso. He's a hockey guy. No, but, he would uh, still do a better behind. job than than Rob Manfred is what I'm saying. That's true. Probably Pull the would. hockey dude from Canada and he'll he'll figure it out. <laughs> get himself the puppers and he'll figure it out um i can get behind hank's area as the as commissioner but but anyways no brig you brought up you brought up um competitive balance a little bit ago yeah um i do have a legitimate question for you about competitive balance okay okay so neutral site i've and i've said before that home field doesn't have much of like home field advantage isn't necessarily a thing in the postseason however going back like i'm gonna deep cut here back when we watched the junior document documentary ken griffey talked about how when he was on first in game five of the alds no. against the yankees stop he th well no you're good you're, it's fine okay you're fine all right he talked about how he 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 was on first and he's thinking okay if the ball gets out in center field it's down i'm standing on third he gets down to left center I'm standing on third, but if the ball gets down in the corner, it's a little bit softer down there. It kind of it dies and it stays. I'm scoring. Okay, those are the things you know about your home park. The Dodgers just played a seven-game series at Globe Life Park. Yeah, the Rays have not played a single pitch in Globe Globe Life Park. Right. Do you think the Dodgers have somewhat of a home field advantage playing? at globe life park during the world series like they know the sight lines they know the out the outfielders know the outfield better the infielders know the distance to the dugout and the fountain in foul territory a little bit better they know uh they can see the fly ball probably they're more familiar with the fly ball coming down against the roof uh, if the roof is closing they can judge that a little bit better do you think that the dodgers have somewhat of an advantage there i have two responses to this whole scenario you've created Okay. The first is why you got to find a way. I mean, find a way to bring up my dark spot <laughs> every single chance you get. I, I swear you sit there and you're like, all right, look, it's like you're playing it. You're playing scenarios on first base. You're like, all right, given the situation here, I could probably get, I'll probably get caught depending on. Okay. So the hit and run is on. So that means I got to go. 
and you <laughs> find a way <laughs> to bring up that stupid game. And not just that game, but that one situation, Brad. <laughs> it's because I have three great memories of the Mariners winning. <laughs> And that I just have I have to call back to him every time every oh chance I get. That's why you just happen to be. It's collateral damage, Brig. That's all. It I is. don't think so. Collateral I damage. just it doesn't feel that way. That feels like a, <laughs> that feels like a lie, Brad. It feels like it feels like there are no other people in your life that you just love to poke it this with. <laughs> and that's fine. I don't have I'm a platform will- to poke and prod anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm willing to be that for you. I'm just saying it happens a lot. Okay. <laughs> it's right. true. It does happen a lot. Okay. We'll do that. All right. I'll look. I'll put a bandaid on that and walk away for a minute. Um, <laughs> here, <laughs> but to your to your point, yes, I do think the Dodgers have a leg up. I I think that they understand the sun and the shade. They understand and all the things you listed. Um, it's it's going to give them an an advantage. It, it can't help but do that. Like it's impossible to ignore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know I thought because I kind of had that realization part way through the series. I was like, wait a minute, they're playing in Arlington. They should be playing in Houston. They should have played the the NLCS in Houston at Minute Maid, and then made Globe Life a true true neutral neutral site. Yeah, you know, and it's but, not. You're right. It's not. I hadn't thought about it that way, but that's exactly right. Yeah, no, that, just, that was just an interesting thought. Something to watch for, you know. If you see, if you see an outfielder for the Rays, maybe um, misplay a ball down the foul line or something like in foul territory. Isn't I mean, we saw we saw Margot go head first under the concourse, yeah, in right field foul territory. Anyway, so I'm not too worried about that. But if you see somebody maybe crash into a wall or something, maybe they thought they had a couple extra steps, and you know, I know how guys count all that stuff out, but. I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's interesting to think about going into especially the World Series that's supposed to be at a neutral site. Can we so. can we also just back up and say it the right way one time? The World Series <laughs> <laughs> It's just so exciting. I don't know. It is exciting. It is exciting. It's like for me it's always been one of those things where it's like it's exciting because it's the World Series. The World Series. Yeah. It's exciting. But then it's like, at most, we only have seven games of baseball left. Yeah. And then I, we got to wait. But then it's like, as a Mariners fan, we're we're nothing and nothing. We're 0-0 again. We're undefeated <laughs> in first place. So, <laughs> there we go. First place you in know? your hearts and minds. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. No, it's first awesome. and last. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> um, but you're right. There's... <laughs> There's seven games left, people. This is it. This is it. This is it's over after this. And and whatever happens will happen and and we'll move on and w- mm-hmm. by the way, for those of you wondering, we don't take the off season off, by the way. The off season, we don't even call it that. It's the winter meetings. We're still meeting here on the Baseball Together podcast, so don't worry. We're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But um That's right. But yeah, baseball there's no off season in baseball. And this well, is the world especially series. since like the actual literal off season is so short, like there's there's too much going on to have an actual off season. Yeah, so that's and we, why we continue. We, that's why we press on. We like that. You know, it's good. Yeah, uh, it's part of what makes baseball okay. magical. Well, <laughs> one of the many things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one one quick thing for you before we we start wrapping up or anything. Game one, we've got Clayton Kershaw versus Tyler Glass now. Yeah. Now, Kershaw, we talked about this last week, has been very good. <laughs> Wasn't outstanding against the Braves. Nope. But that was one series. Mm-hmm. The Rays, like I said, are not a great offensive team. He could be dominant Kershaw again in the World Series. Yeah. Tyler Glass now has been outstanding. Brig, who you got in game one? Well, oh, I don't, um, honestly, I think the Dodgers take game one. And I think, I think the Dodgers probably take game two as well. And then this magical X factor thing will happen and the Rays will get pissed. And then we'll have a series. That's what I think will happen. Yeah, okay. Now, I have I too have the Dodgers taking game 1. Um not necessarily because of Kershaw, not necessarily because of Glasnow melting down. No. Um but that home field advantage thing maybe is a factor there. It it could be, sure. you know, and last ups goes a long ways, especially we've seen this postseason, we've seen last ups come in come in big for teams. Um but I uh I think experience is going to win out game one. Mm-hmm. I just I think the Dodgers are going to take them. There's going to be a little bit of nerves for those young Rays players. Every one of these guys on that Dodgers roster has been to the World Series. Yep. Like, well, I mean, almost I'll, all I'll the use key that players. Loosely. Yeah. You got, you got you got Dustin May who has not, but I don't worry about him. He's throwing hundred anyway. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, so I, I do feel like you've got guys who are experienced. There's no jitters. They're out there. And they're, it, it's a business trip. This is a business trip for the Dodgers. Yeah. I think they're going to go out there. They're going to announce their presence with authority in the words of Crash Davis and take game one. Now, Brig, game two. No, <laughs> just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> who do you have in the series and how many games? Uh, we're going to go seven games. It's going to be games. a slugfest, okay. and, and I think the Rays are going to win. The Rays in seven? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't yeah, know how. I mean, I could, I could see pitching winning out. It, it's going to have to be off pitching. It's going they're going to have to turn everything into a pitching duel. Yeah. Yeah. Um or some guys wake I'm up. I'm going to take the Dodgers. They could. Yeah. Cuz they have it in them. Look, their offense isn't bad. It's just been a little bit quiet. That's all. It's like now that the competition is heightened yeah. and now that the stakes are heightened, mm-hmm. they've just they haven't risen back to that level that they're not they're not bringing all of their game up to this level, but I think they have it in them. That's all. That's what I'm saying. And I'll bet you they find it. Yeah, I, I think they could. I think they could find it. But I, I honestly, I, I'm going to take the Dodgers in six hmm. um, because the offense is too potent. The offense is too potent. That defense is really good, and they're deep. I, yeah, they're deep. Their bullpen, I haven't seen be like super duper deep. Mm-mm. But they've got good starting pitching, and those guys can go deep if they have to. Yeah, I mean, Dustin May, I mentioned him a minute ago. I think he had some nerves in Game 7 because he threw eight straight balls to to start Game 7 against the Braves. Um, but the velocity was there. <laughs> he's still throwing. He's still hitting 100 and 101. Yep. Um, 
and I mean, he he's out there throwing gas, and then they had Gonzalez. I can't remember his name off the top of my, his first name off the top of my head, but Gonzalez came in for him, and he shut down. He did a pretty good job against the Braves too. So, if you've got an offense that is not quite as strong as what Atlanta's was, and really as what LA's is, those guys could do their part, and you know, and then you get into Walker Bueller and his tight pants and uh <laughs> oh no Brad this is not the time Brad this is not the time <laughs> I, I I couldn't help it I couldn't help it I had thought about it I'm I leaving. couldn't help it it's, it's too funny it's so too funny. those guys were the, like I don't know what it is about the California cool in that Dodgers clubhouse but those guys are wearing the tightest pants in baseball <laughs> yeah there you go I can't imagine <laughs> can't imagine it no it's awesome but but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Excited for the World Series. Me too. I always am, though. It doesn't matter what It'll the be. situation is. I love yeah, it. It could, it, could be, it could be the Yankees and the Mets, and I'd still watch. Well, because I could not be farther removed from those two teams. Excuse me? <laughs> excuse me. Hold on. That I, shouldn't say the, I shouldn't say the Yankees. I shouldn't say that. it could be the Red Sox and the Mets. How's that? And I'd still watch. That's wild. That's wild. Does a does, the, is the there a universe where that's possible? <laughs> not this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that we've and probably touched, not in the next two or three or yeah. even five or ten. I don't know. But <laughs> now that we've touched everyone else's dark spot, Brad, um, <laughs> I want to thank everyone for listening and roll around here and not being offended by anything we say. But also, <laughs> but also, I want to encourage you to check out uh, the apparel that we have on the shop. It's at nineplusus.com. N i n e plusus.com 9plusus.com we were we were in our stuff right now i've got my baseball things hat on and my baseball is for lovers t-shirt that is immediately applicable in all of our lives let's be honest and uh <laughs> <laughs> it's getting ready for christmas we the shipping times are back to normal everything's good to go so jump on there find yourself something nice find yourself something uh, or something for someone else it's the perfect opportunity for gifts Mugs, hoodies, hats, even gator, neck gaiters and masks and stuff. So, and jump pillows. on there. Pillows, too. Don't forget pillows. Pillows. That's right. We have home decor. It's very exciting. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Yep. And baseball family, go ahead and jump on baseballtogether.com as well. You can watch the podcast and listen to the podcast. I actually spent a bunch of time the other day and, like, updated the whole thing with all the most recent podcast episodes. So, you can watch every youtube version of the podcast if you would like um and I'll, that's something i'll continue doing going forward and don't forget to like subscribe rate and review the podcast let us know what you think submit to our mailbag there's a link to the mailbag in the doobly-doo but also on baseballtogether.com um, you can send us an email and let us know about topics you want to hear about if you have any questions comments concerns snide remarks send them our way we love to have them uh, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast for sure and baseball family enjoy the world series and we'll catch you next week Thank you.